Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kemmer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are going to take a look at MLW Fusion number 120, Bakley Brawl. But first, some brief news. Uh, we did get an update on the status of Conan. Um, if you remember, uh, Conan has kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, Selena de Laurenta has claimed that she is behind his uh, disappearance. Well, at least her and Mil Muerte, of course. Um, MLW officials have gotten a hold of Conan. He is, well, not doing fine. He has totally been beaten senseless um, and is recovering at this time. Um, and his radio silence has been you know, somewhat of his own choosing. Uh, where this will lead us, nobody knows, but MLW wishes Conan a speedy recovery during this period. While this is all going down, of course, we have a big, big show tonight. As I said, Fusion 120, the Bakley Brawl, the culmination, maybe, possibly, who knows, of the feud between Alexander Hammerstone and the Black Hand of Contra, Mads Kruger. Uh, starting the show, we will get a recap of the Hammerstone-Mads Kruger feud. Uh, it all starts with the restart, with uh, Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu, MLW champ, exchanging some words before Hammer is blindsided by this huge monster with a black glove and a steel chair in his hand, for that matter. Uh, subsequent matches and confrontations have not ended conclusively between the two, and Fairly recently, Mr. Kruger has uh, challenged Hammerstone to a Bakley Brawl, which is a form of uh, pit fighting in South Africa. So that's where we're at going into our main event. We get our introduction, and uh, Mr. St. Laurent and uh, Rich Bocini get, uh, run down our card. Of course, the Bakley Brawl main event. We get our first Filthy Island Control Center, and the tag team titles are up for grabs tonight with TJP and Buku Dao taking on Los Parks. But first, our first match of the evening... Quickly, fairly recently announced, it'll be a member of Contra's Sendai Death Squad versus Injustice's Jordan Oliver. Uh, Injustice and the Contra have also been feuding. I mean, let's be frank, Contra's pretty much feuding with everyone in MLW because, you know, they just tried to take over the company in a hostile uh, military-style takeover over the course of the summer, so it's not like everyone has beef with them. Um, but spe specifically, Injustice has, because well, Contra took out a former member of Injustice, Coto Brazil, um, and they've been going back and forth ever since. Um, I think it's interesting we're going to see a Death Squad member in action. They're typically nameless, and this one is no exception. The great disappointment so far is after he gets to the ring, uh, he, he takes off his skull mask, revealing just like a regular ski mask and glasses underneath of it. And that disappoints me. I was really hoping for Skullface Wrestler number 18 to uh, make his appearance. But alas, it is not to be. Um, prior to the match starting, we get a cutaway for a Myron Reed promo. He is challenging two members of Contra to take on him and Jordan Oliver, uh, with the re end result will obviously be 
justice. Um, match, though, is relatively quick. Goes about 125. Couple of big boots by Jordan Oliver. Uh, tweaks his knee in the process. Ends the match with a big springboard cutter for the 1-2-3. Um, after the match, Oliver cuts a promo stating that he is up to 220 pounds, therefore a heavyweight. And Fatu, he is coming for you. You know, insert, you know, Booker T footage there. Um, we cut to Selena De La Renta, cut er, uh, with a promo earlier in the day in her fancy uh, abode. Uh, she, exp- uh, she expresses rumors that the IWA Puerto Rico is loony- losing money hand over fist, and her generous employer at Inteca, Azteca Underground is willing to make an offer for it. So, Savio, get in touch, baby. We now go to last week with the big strap match, speaking of IWA Puerto Rico, uh, for the IWA Caribbean Championship featuring Savio Vega and Richard Holiday. Uh, evidently, uh, we've finally figured out who the referee is for that match. Uh, it's Tim Donahue, former and NBA referee. Um, I guess... You know, tailor things around. Last week, there was possible shenanigans of the referee not getting out of the way of Savio as he was trying to hit the fourth turnbuckle pad, uh, forcing Savio to physically move the referee out of the way so he could touch the turnbuckle. But meanwhile, with the distraction, it allowed Richard Holiday, who had also been tagging turnbuckles in the process, to hit turnbuckle number four for the victory. That leads us to Donahue, who was revealed to be the referee. He is a former NW, uh, yeah, NWA, uh, wrong organization, of course, former NBA ref, uh, who had been accused and barred for uh, fixing and betting on NBA games. Um, supposedly, he was betting on games that he was refereeing, and there was a potential for uh, his refereeing to not exactly be biased, which, if I've learned anything from life, is that ref bias is rampant through all sports. Everything is done out of referee bias, and therefore all referees need to be hit with steel chairs. Preferably by crazed wrestlers and not fans, of course. Anywho, referee diatribe aside, evidently he has made his way to Major League Wrestling, and Alicia Toot has given us kind of a rundown of what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, MLW... Leader Court Bauer is leading an investigation towards the referee, and Etude has also noted that there had been a change in referees shortly before the match started, and that a uh, quite a large sum of money has also been bet on uh, Mister Holiday in the process of this. Uh, so somebody was really banking on Richard Holiday to win, and there was a weird rev change to start out the party. So, I mean, it does seem rather rather dubious, I, I must say. Though, I mean, if, in terms of the betting part of it, I mean, let's let's be honest. Even without a crooked referee, we're dealing with uh, Savio Vega, who, it, you know, obviously a certain level can still go, but he's definitely not, not, not in his heyday of strapping up Steve Austin. Um, and Richard Holiday's no slouch in the ring, obviously carrying around a Caribbean championship as well. But then again, you know, if the large sum of money wagered was made by a referee, a biased referee, because he's a referee, 
that's not exactly kosher either. So uh, let's just let court get to the bottom of this and we'll set the world on fire in the meanwhile. Anyway, never mind that. Let's get some Von Erich action. And by Von Erich action, I mean we're going back to Hawaii, baby. Uh, the Von Erich boys are cutting a promo. Uh, they want to give Filthy Island the old Texas welcome. Uh, the boys imply that Filthy Island is actually an island, going to be on an island in Hawaii. Um, but they're going to get a Texas welcome, which involves smashing. So, like, I'm all for it. Uh, but they really put down the concept of Filthy Island, and they're going to show up either way. Uh, but they end up referring to it as GoFundMe Island because all the sponsors have backed out of the Filthy Island card due to uh, you know, unsavory, potential unsavory behavior by Team Filthy members. You know, being a biased referee and possibly beating up ACH. Oh, yeah, GoFundMe Island. Yeah, it'll be fun. Anyway, also moving on. Our big tag team title match is next, featuring the new team of Buku Dao and his mentor TJP taking on Los Parks. Uh, Parks are the MLW tag team champions, and they are allowed to defend the titles via Freebird rules. So that means any member of the Park clan can... Uh, wrestle in matches, and it'd be sanctioned for the title. Uh, at this point, the clan just includes the patriarch L.A. Park, the original El Ijo de L.A. Park, who's going to be in the match tonight, and L.A. Park Jr. And before the bell rings, we get action. They just dump TJP out to the floor then uh, just take him out for a bit. Uh, otherwise, Ijo and uh, Buku Dao start the match. Uh, they're grappling, but it breaks down pretty fast with Eho taking charge of the situation. Uh, Los Parks using a lot of old school wrestling tag team tactics of distracting the ref, getting some double teams in there. Uh, TJP very frustrated by this turn of events. Uh, it eventually, though, Dow and T- uh, TJP get the flip the tables, uh, get a double, uh, do double dives to the outside and lock on a double submission inside the ring. Uh, Dow also converts this into uh, a manic outburst of his own, hitting a spinning reverse STO for a two count. Uh, this doesn't last long, unfortunately, with Eho taking control. Uh, at a various point, uh, we the Parks do the old switcheroo. Uh, L.A. Park Jr. comes in for Eho, hits a big shoulder breaker on Dow, gets the one, two, three, twin magic. Uh, Parks retain the title, and TJP still not happy with this. Uh, Dow apologizes, you know, tries to you know go over things. TJP ain't having it. And just shoves Dow down in the process. Um, so, gonna have a, a quick and easy match. Uh, big story here is the frustration uh, between Dow and TJP. This is Dow's like second appearance with the company. Um, you know, or at least this is their second tag team match. And, you know, not a whole lot going on yet. And we're we're definitely teasing a breakup. TJP's frustrated. I mean, granted, the match didn't even start very well, and he got you know dumped on his dumped on his head to start the party. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen much of an edge on Dow up to this point, despite you know supposedly being this scrappy street fighter. So hopefully, maybe uh, TJP will knock some sense into him, uh, and then you know Dow can knock TJP the f out. Because let's face it, 
not a big TJP fan here over here. But, you know, just keep on keep on moving on here and see how that goes. Um, either way, like those parks are always entertaining me, even though this is slower than some of the their previous matches. Um, again, I think the real story happened to be TJP and Dow and their struggles. So up next, we have a incomprehensible Mads Kruger promo. Uh, man, the vocal effects are getting pretty rough. Uh, but I think what I got out of it was that Kruger was trained in the Bakalai Brawl pits in South Africa, uh, and he's going to eliminate Hammerstone. Uh, don't quote me on that, because there was a lot of... <laughs> so... Um, and I'm not that fluent in that kind of gibberish. Right. So we move on to this gibberish to Leo Rush gibberish. Uh, last week, uh, Laredo Kid Jr. Uh, laid out a challenge for the middleweight championship currently held by Leo Rush. Uh, we get a response from Rush who you know, agrees we should totally have a main event match next week. Except, you know, haha, it should be title for title. So come make a name of yourself, kid. Clap, clap. Uh, so, yeah, looks like next week we are going to get ourselves a big match, title for title. Uh, um, the AAA Cruiserweight Championship held by the Riddick Kid Jr. Uh, taking on Leo Rush and his MLW Middleweight Championship. So it should be a pretty solid match to the best flyers in the world going to go at it. All right. So let's take a brief moment to take a deep breath and take a pause for the cause. Get some sponsor action in here because they're the ones paying me the big bucks at the moment. 30 seconds, man. And we are back. Uh, We come back to a Calvin Tankman promo video. Looks like uh, the heavyweight hustle is coming back next week. We also get a brief calendario of events. Uh, Next week is title for title main event between Leo Rush and Laredo Kid Jr. MLW Middleweight Championship and AAA Cruiserweight Championship. The uh, the next week we are getting ourselves Filthy Island, which I am psyched for because either beaches or pools, baby. Someone better be dumped in the water. It is going to be awesome despite not having any sponsors or anything like that. But we're just, never mind that. And then the big show following that is going to be Never Say Never uh, is going to be another free event. Uh, and I kind of see that these will kind of be the case for the foreseeable future until we're allowed to have crowds in and uh, companies feel better about being able to, you know, have pay-per-views. So those are upcoming scheduled for the next month. We follow this up with the Filthy Island Control Center with Alicia Toot. Uh, she does note the sponsorship troubles that Filthy Island is having. And yeah, it looks like uh, we are going to have some people listed to show up, actually, for once. Of course, Team Filthy is going to be there. Tom Lawler and Violence is Forever of Dominic Guarini and Kevin Koo. Uh, looks like we are also going to get the uh, the uh, low-key King Mo rematch, so that'll be a thing, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Let's just go, go with it. Go with the flow. Uh, we do get 
a Team Filthy promo. Of course, uh, Mr. Lawler does most of the talking uh, with the other two, Guarini and Ku, just kind of mugging around. But uh, he's putting over the beautiful time that everyone is going to have there. Um, yeah. People are going to get stuffed. They're going to get stretchered out. It's going to be great. Uh, the, the thing I got out of it was the text at the bottom of the screen, the disclaimer, uh, noting that MLW assumes no liability if uh, Filthy Island is a fraudulent uh, a promotion and fraudulent event. Uh, so it looks like they're worried about a, another, you know, fire festival coming up here. Uh, but I thought that was mildly humorous. But going from the mildly humorous to the deadly serious, we get footage of Alexander Hammerstone and an MLW referee wandering around in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Hammer is just like, dude, where are we? Like, I don't see any Contra here. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Mad is, Mads Kruger is just a hurdle in the way to keep him from getting the MLW Heavyweight Championship, and he will jump that hurdle in due time, preferably tonight. Um, so, you know... We're out in the middle of nowhere now, so that's this. I think this is what they call foreshadowing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we will see. Up next is our third match of the evening. Gringo Loco returning to MLW action will take on Gino Medina, who hasn't been properly seen since the restart and him leaving the Dynasty faction. Um, we start the match off with some good Lucha things. Uh, Gringo wants to get some respect in there because, you know, Gino's hanging out, hanging out with him, doing well. Uh, Gino's not going to have that, though. No respect given. Uh, we go to the outside briefly, or at least Gino does. Uh, Gringo tries to do some various divey things that Gino... He's not going to let him do, kind of like dodges get out of the way. But Gringo is also paying attention, so he doesn't, you know, leave his feet at this point. Except for the part where he gets on the ring apron and Gino sweeps his legs. Uh, Gring Gringo does take control over uh, while back in the ring. Uh, hits a twisting moonsault for two. Uh, the two trade in Zagiris. Uh, but again, Gringo is just kind of overpowering Gino. Goes for a moonsault. Uh, unfortunately, gets two feet into the face for his efforts. Um, Gino, again, goes goes briefly into the control. Uh, Gringo reverses, goes for a victory roll variation. Uh, Gino reverses it, gets the win. Um, solid match between the two. Uh, actually, uh, it was a lot more even than I expected it. I thought this was going to be a showcase for Gino coming out of the dynasty and the fiasco there. Uh, but it was a fairly even matchup um, with Gino just kind of pulling out the flash victory off the reversal. Um, so both guys looked pretty good. I mean, they kind of went toe-to-toe -to -toe and traded off. So, I mean, a solid match. Gino gets the mic afterwards. Uh, he's shown everyone why he's untouchable. He puts Gringo down. Um, Gringo obviously takes effect, offense to this and appears out of nowhere, dropping on top of Gino. Uh, they has brawl as we fade off. We cut away to Hammer still wandering around some sort of, you know, like industrial area with a referee. But luckily this time, a wild Mads Kruger appears and they has fight. Uh, standard parking lot brawl kind of thing. You know, lots of punches, shoves, whips uh, into dumpsters and a nasty fence, a fence spot uh, that I, you know, it 
probably obviously the way it went it was a lot better than what it looked because uh, it done looked like Hammer done smashed his nose and fingers when uh, Maz Kruger kind of slammed a gate onto him. Um, but that uh, wasn't the case, luckily for everyone. Um, Pallet, uh, Pallet gets shocked by Kruger. And, you know, say what you want about pro wrestling props, but like you know, Pallet's pretty solid, comparatively speaking. And I mean, of course, also it helps that Kruger's like seven feet tall and like 300 pounds. So, you know, he's all in on the strength stuff. Um, it just chucks a pallet and misses. Uh, Hammer ends up whipping Kruger into a pallet. Um, and all of a sudden, like, it, Kruger runs back into the screen. Hammer hoists him up and launders him into the and into the dumpster for the one, two, three. But after the three count, we note that, huh, that Kruger is tiny. And that Kruger also doesn't have tats. So what's going on, man? What's going on? I don't know. The referee's not doing anything except looking confused. And Kruger comes back with a big left to the side of the head. And that's our match, I guess. Uh, the referee's just confused as we are as well. Um... So, uh, Kruger just drills him and like lords over him, saying that they have bi- that Contra has big plans for Hammer, and then the show ends, just like that, just poof. Uh, yeah. So that was a thing. Uh, usually, you know, as cynical as I get at times, like I try to put a, you know a veritable good spin or like show you know hope for the future. Um, and let's just face it, this confused me mightily. Um, just like they really hyped the concept of pit fighting and instead we got a parking lot brawl, which don't get me wrong. I am all for a parking lot brawl. There has been a lot of great ones over the years. Uh, but yeah, I was expecting like some sort of like contra sponsored pit fighting, and we didn't get that. And then the whole like body switching thing, like that kind of confused me. And that like they're like even the fact that like Hammerstone's like, hey, this isn't Kruger. And the rush is like, and then Hammer's like, and just gets dirked and we're done. Like uh, it's kind of. I don't know. It for what it was supposed to be, kind of a letdown. Like uh, I'm not going to spin it positively this time. Um. So yeah, that was that was kind of a letdown, and I was expecting more from it, especially with the guys involved and like the fact that it was going to be a big, potentially feud-ending uh, match for a championship, and instead we just get Dirks and cutaways. Uh. So we do get note that, you know, whatever happened to Hammer, like get big plans are going to have to wait because MLW officials showed up. Uh, but Hammerstone has also refused medical treatment. So I assumed his brains have been scrambled and he's joining Contra now. I don't know. That's that's my offhanded, you know, thought for the show. Um, but, you know, you can tell me what you want. Uh, the, all these podcasting things have 
to have comments section. Of course, you know, I'm always going to plug my social medias. Come yell at me on the Twitter boxes. You know, it's always great having strangers yell at you on the internet. Uh, so check out those. You know, so hang out to the pl- for the plugs and you can figure out how you can, you know, come attack me via the internet. Um, but in the meanwhile, you know, you know, let me know your thoughts on this Bakley brawl. Uh, and in the meanwhile, I'll see you all next week. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Word of mouth is very important to us small podcasts. If you'd like to support monetarily, you can do so in the following ways. First is my online tip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. The second, if you like a bit more bang for your buck, is my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Casanova. Again, C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Backers get the podcast early and ad-free, plus other exclusive goodies. Tiers start at just $1, so be like Maverick45. Alan Schroeder, and C.J. Boykin and join the follow train. Toot toot! Of course, all my social media links can be found in one convenient location at my link tree in the description below. Although my Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass. That is T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S. Thank you all for making it through this, and I'll see you next week.